0: You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 107. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, it's Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast here to talk to today about every woman's favorite subject. Cellulite. We love it. We want it. We can't wait to get more. Said no one ever. (laughs) But before we get into that today, we're going to start with our eagle's eye on health. And we're going to talk about seven questions that you should always ask your mother about her health as soon as possible. I saw this in a magazine and it actually had some really good points that I think people sort of overlook, or sometimes they perhaps hesitate to ask their mom. And and some of these questions would go for dad too, but especially for women, you would want to ask your mom these seven questions. So let's just go over them really quick before we get to that awesome topic of cellulite. The first thing you should ask your mom is how is your heart health and really make sure you understand the heart health of those people in your family, because the heart health can definitely have some genetic aspects to it. So always ask, how is your heart health mom? And is there any heart, you know, uh, cardiovascular diseases in the family that I should know about question number two, what was your experience with your period and menopause, depending on the age of your mom, these things can be very hereditary. And so it's really important that you ask your mom so that you have a sense what might be normal for you. Because like I said, if your mom had it, chances are good that you might have it. Although, you know, in, in my family, I have like completely different, uh, period situation than my mom ever had, but it can be something that is genetic. So asking her about her period, what her menopause situation was like, how did she transition into it? Was it good? Was it horrible? All those things are going to be a benefit for you to know as well. Question number three, did you have any pregnancy or birth problems? So that would include fertility, things like that. Again, these things have a lot of genetic predisposition. So it would be good for you to know if your mother struggled in her pregnancy, in getting pregnant, in having the baby, things like that. Again, might feel more normal for you if you knew that your mom had these same issues too. Question number four really, really important one Have you ever had cancer? Now, this you're probably thinking, well, of course you're gonna know if your mom's had cancer, but they could have had some very small treatable cancer when you were young and even before you were born. And maybe they just never shared that with you. And that family history information is super important. So that might be something that you'd want to bring up. Question number five, an interesting one, migraines. Hey mom, did you ever used to get migraines? Because if you do, there's a very good chance your mom did also. So again, it might make you feel better if you should get migraines to know that your mom had them as well. I know that my mother had migraines uh, when I was growing up. I do not, knock on wood, uh, I do not have migraines, but for my mom, it was often triggered by red wine. So that was always something I was very cognizant of growing up. So if I did get a headache uh, and if it was in relation to red wine, I would know, well, my mom had that too, might be sort of an allergy. So asking your mom about migraines is a good one. Question number six, do you have any skin problems? Another thing that you might take after your mom. Why don't I take after my mom in this one? (laughs) My mom has the most beautiful skin. I don't think I've ever seen her with a blemish. And I, to this day, 46 years old, still break out. But apparently, the history of your mom and her skin in regard to acne, but also in terms of things like melanoma, it's very important for you to know. If your mom is very susceptible to that, you might be as well. And our final question that you should always ask mom for your health history is something about their mental health history all right and this can be really difficult to talk about some people don't want to talk about it but your mom may have struggled at times with depression or other mental health issues and maybe she hasn't talked openly about it but as you get older and you mature and you're becoming an adult or you already are an adult it might be a good time to talk to mom about something like that because again if it's something that you're struggling with then it's good to know if mom happened to have it too. So there you go. The seven questions you want to make sure you ask your mom about her health because it might actually not affect your health, but it might have a relationship to your health as well. Okay, let's talk cellulite. It is a joy, I know, right? Nobody wants cellulite. And of course, men don't generally have this. This is usually the joy of a woman, and it really and truly is very genetic, but we're going to talk a little bit today about what it is what they call the symptoms, what actually might be causing it as well. Um, Things that can be done or can these things not be done? You know, are they really working? Do these creams work and whatnot? We're going to kind of go over everything you probably ever wanted to know about cellulite, right? The joys of it. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Well, let's just get started with talking about what it is. Cellulite is a term for lumpy, dimpled flesh on the thighs, the hips, the buttocks, and sometimes the abdomen. It is most common in adolescent and adult women. It is not A serious medical condition? I wouldn't even call it a medical condition. It's just something that we generally do not enjoy looking at, right? Although maybe at some point a model will have it and bring it into fashion. Wouldn't that be nice? Then I would be fashionable. (laughs) Um, Many cellulite treatments out there, including massages, there's cellulite creams. uh, They advertise remarkable results. Imagine that. But most of the treatments don't live up to their claims. Researchers are studying possible medical treatments out there. But in the meantime, you can take steps to maybe slightly improve the appearance of cellulite, but I'm not totally sure you're going to be able to make this go away. So as I said, what they call the symptoms, you know, it's that dimpled bumpy skin it's generally on the thighs often on the back of the thighs although i will say a joy of getting older is that i now see it on the front of my thighs so it can be all over Um, some people describe it as having a cottage cheese or orange peel texture you can see mild cellulite for some people only if you actually pinch the skin together To me, well, that's good for you. Just stop pinching your skin together and you won't see any cellulite. Other people have more severe cases where you can see it without having to pinch it, obviously. It is the most common around the thighs and the buttocks, all that booty, right? Um, But it definitely can be found on the breasts, on the lower abdomen, and some people even have it on the upper arms. Now, do you need to see a doctor? Well, it's not really a medical condition. They say that it's not a serious medical condition. I don't really consider it a medical condition of any type. So there really is no treatment necessary. Uh, It's a normal occurrence. That's what the doctor is going to tell you, that it's basically a normal thing that you have. If you're really concerned about it, you might see a dermatologist. And then there's always plastic surgery, but I really would hate for you to go that route. Now, in terms of what causes it, I mean, really very little is known about what causes it. But it basically involves the fibrous connective cords that tether the skin to the underlying muscle with the fat laying in between that. So as fat cells accumulate, they actually push up against the skin while the long, tough cords are pulling down. And what that does is it creates that uneven surface or that dimpling that you often see. So that's basically what it is. Uh, They definitely say that as you get older, it might be something that you start to see a little bit more and it's generally because of the hormones so that has to do with your estrogen your insulin your noradrenaline your thyroid home hormones and prolactin all of those can be part of the cellulite production process And there is a theory that says that as the estrogen in women decreases, as we approach menopause, the blood flow to the connective tissue under the skin is also decreasing. And the less circulation we have means less oxygen to the area. And that basically is going to result in lowering collagen production. And we also have fat cells that enlarge as the estrogen levels are declining as we head towards menopause. So if you combine those factors to make the fat deposits even more visible is what you're getting, and that's really why as the fat under the skin protrudes it's because that weakening connective tissue is happening more and more due to some of these hormone changes we have as we get closer to menopause or for some people as they are already in menopause. And so that that dimpling is just sort of a result and an effect of that. Another thing about aging Not just the menopausal factor of it, but as we age, the skin does become less elastic. It becomes thinner. It becomes more likely to sag, unfortunately. Um, And that also is going to increase the chance of that cellulite developing. Now, genetically, certain genes are required for cellulite to develop and genetic factors can be linked to a person's speed of metabolism distribution of fat under the skin ethnicity circulatory levels so these can affect the chance of cellulite developing which is kind of funny that we just talked about the seven questions you should ask your mom you probably don't even have to ask her you probably know did your mom have cellulite does your mom have cellulite Sadly, if she does, there's a very high chance that you're going to have it too because it really is very genetic. And so, you know, there comes a point as we age and as you learn to love your body a little more, that is definitely my goal at all times, is to help people love their body and themselves a little more, you're going to have to come to a point where you, you just sort of accept your genetics. And if cellulite is a part of your genetics, There's nothing you can do about it. So why stress over things that you can't really change? And we will talk about a couple treatments here that maybe will improve a little bit of of your cellulite appearance, but it's really not going to make the cellulite go away. So if anything, I want you to take this podcast episode today. And if you are someone with cellulite, and I have it, okay, and you guys know I'm in fairly good shape, and I have it too, and I eat so clean, and I barely drink, and I don't eat a lot of sugar... It is very genetic for me. Uh, And what I have learned is when I look in the mirror and I see it, and my old reaction when I was so much younger would just be like, ugh, I hate it, it's ugly, I'm gross. My reaction now is I look at it and I keep on walking. I try not to attach any emotion to it because it is what it is and I cannot change it. And I definitely would not do half of the treatments that I'm going to talk to you about because I just don't think they're worth it. But the point is, don't attach yourself to it. Nobody loves you because you don't have cellulite. Nobody loves you because you do. Someone's going to love you for you. You have to love you for you, and you have to let go of the fact that maybe you do have cellulite, all right? Okay, enough of that. We know what it is. We know what's likely causing it. Now let's talk about what can we do. All right, so are there any specialists out there? Well, the specialists are, if you were going to look for a specialist to fix this problem, um, you are probably looking at an aesthetic physician, uh, a plastic surgeon technically might be treating this as well, uh, and probably many dermatologists are. But the main treatments that I'm going to talk to you about, a few of them are sort of medically, they say some medical studies are showing that there is some effect. Okay, so let's talk about those first. Some treatments have an effect on cellulite in medical studies, because you know me, I always want to know, was there research done? Is it proven? Well, a few of these have been studied and have had some effect. One is called acoustic wave therapy. AWT. And that is a treatment that studies have shown reduces the appearance of the cellulite. What this technique does is it applies acoustic waves that are also called sound, pressure, or shock waves to the cellulite area. Typically, you'll need multiple treatments, and maintenance treatments are going to be necessary. All right. Lipotripsy is another term that you might see. And that's the same thing as these AWT therapy. Another thing that's been somewhat effective laser light or radio frequency therapy, the US FDA has approved certain light therapy devices that combine the suction or massage with light therapy for the temporary reduction of the appearance of cellulite. All right. So the things you want to remember. This is going to be a temporary reduction of appearance. It is not really going to fix the cellulite. It is not going to take it away. Another um, technique is called subcision. This is a procedure that involves the insertion of a needle beneath the skin to break up the bands of that fibrous connective tissue that are separating those fat cells. Healthcare professionals perform subcision with a device known as Selfina, All right. That's what it's called. The device is called Cellfina. The results of this technique can last up to two years or more. Now, I don't know about you, but putting a needle under my skin makes me quite nervous. I'm not sure that I would do that, but it says that it can last up to two years. So what I would have to do is I would have to find a person who has done this before, from a very reputable person, and I would hope it's a doctor if they are inserting a needle beneath your skin. So probably like a dermatologist. But again, I have, I have cellulite. It is not my favorite thing, but I don't think I'm ready to get a procedure that involves a needle under my skin. Another one is called vacuum-assisted precise tissue release. That is another procedure that can help break up those tough bands of fibrous tissue that contribute to the appearance of the cellulite. The doctor uses a device containing small blades to cut the tough tissue bands. Subsequently, the fat tissue moves upward to fill out and reduce the look of the dimpled skin. Another one that would probably scare me away. I mean, what they're saying, they're using small blades to cut these tissue bands, makes me a little bit nervous. So those were the main ones that some medical studies have shown have some effect on the appearance of cellulite. Again, none of these things are saying it gets rid of cellulite by any means. Now, there are some other treatments out there that have had much fewer studies and they have not shown as much effectiveness. All right. These would include one called, I can't even pronounce it, methylxanthine, which are a group of chemicals that, inclu- that include aminopheline, caffeine, and theopheline. These chemicals are present in many cellulite creams because they are known to break down the fat stores. However, skin creams cannot deliver the required concentration of these chemicals for the length of time required to really get that significant fat breakdown. And while studies have shown a small reduction in thigh measurements with some of these preparations, they do not promote significant loss of cellulite. So I'm not quite sure I'm sold on that, seeing that they're basically saying it's not really working. Some massage treatments can help. Uh, Several machines are available that massage the area of the cellulite. The machines are using these rolling cylinders to gather areas of skin, massage them inside a chamber. One example of massage treatments is called endermology, which is a French technique for cellulite treatment. They've been doing it since the mid-1990s. This technique uses an electrically-powered device that suctions, pulls, and squeezes the affected area. The treatment can last anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. And about 10 to 12 treatments are what they require before you will see anything noticeably changing. While a temporary decrease in the appearance of the cellulate might occur, the technique appears to redistribute fat rather than permanently alter its configuration. And the studies about the effectiveness of this particular therapy have shown very conflicting results. So individuals need regular maintenance treatments after achieving the effect of the cell or the cellulite will return, which pretty much is for all of these. Okay. The cellulite is going to return on all of these. You may get a slight change. That's really all I'm hearing from any of these techniques is you might see a slight change in appearance. I'm just not sure it's worth it. Like that one, I'm just thinking about what this thing looks like as it needs the skin and it squeezes the skin. And I bet it hurts. Sounds like it would hurt. Another technique is called laser-assisted liposuction. It adds a laser treatment to the typical liposuction fat removal procedure. So I'm gonna X that one out right there. I will never get liposuction. Have you guys ever seen liposuction on TV? It looks like the most abusive thing ever. I can't believe how harsh they go in there and they jab in and out of that skin. Um, so this is liposuction with a laser and once again, the result is that it might be a little bit less. Liposuction does not keep fat away. So, you know, my, thing, my big thing about liposuction is people go in there and yes, it's going to suck the fat out of your body, but if you don't make lifestyle changes, all of that is going to come right back. And, and I definitely worry on liposuction on what that is doing to the body as a whole It's a big shock for your body that it has to deal with. Another technique called ultrasonic liposculpting. This one uses sound waves to reduce the cellulite. There is no definitive evidence to prove that this technique is effective. Another one, a little more common, retinol creams or topical products containing 0.3% retinol may have some effect on cellulite. Some people say that it reduces the appearance Retinol can help thicken the skin, which may explain why you get a diminished appearance of the cellulite. It is necessary to apply the product for six months or longer before you will even see an effect. And my concern would always be skin is the largest organ of the body. I'm going to put retinol over some pretty big areas of my body for six months or longer what are the studies that tell me what those effects might be so i don't know actually if any have been done but that's what would concern me is what are the effects of that and would that be worth it just to reduce the appearance a little tiny bit now there are several techniques out there that they absolutely say you should not do all right so let's find those because i want to make sure that you definitely don't do the ones that they're concerned about. I'm looking because there was a nice list. Here we go. Um, physicians specifically say that they do not recommend the following treatments due to lack of medical research on those basically so there's a a lack of medical research a lack of effectiveness that they're showing and these include the following here we go mesotherapy this is a controversial treatment for cellulite that involves injecting drugs or other substances directly into the affected tissue. Often, the FDA-approved medications are used off-label, meaning that the FDA approved the drugs for other conditions, but by no means has approved it for this in the injections. The injection cocktails often contain herbs and vitamins. Healthcare professionals administer these injections over multiple sessions, like 10 or more. Most experts feel that this treatment is unproven and is risky. So, again, this is what the physicians are saying. Do not do this. If you want to try something, there is just a lack of medical evidence for any effectiveness on this and probably some concern because, again, you're injecting drugs directly into the tissue. So that's a no on mesotherapy. Now, they also say no to dietary supplements. Woo-hoo! They must have heard my podcast on supplements. Um, Several products, and let me tell you, there are a lot of products out there marketed for treating cellulite. And a lot of them contain ingredients like ginkgo biloba, sweet clover, grapeseed bioflavonoids, bladder rack extract, oil of evening primrose, fish oil, and soy lecithin. These preparations claim to have a positive effect on the body, such as boosting your metabolism, improving circulation, protecting against cell damage, and breaking down fats. These claims are very difficult to evaluate, as is the case with similar assertions made on behalf of the many supplements and alternative therapies out there. So to be able to say something like, your metabolism is increasing. Your circulation is better. You're, you're going to have less cell damage. That really cannot be easily measured, right? So these things and saying that they do things, these things, we're not really sure that any of that is true, right? And merchants sell these products as dietary supplements. So we know that there really is not a lot of regulation on any of those supplements. And if you didn't listen to my podcast episode on supplements, definitely do because all of these supplements are basically not regulated until something goes wrong. Okay? So, It's just not worth having it. And there is no supplement out there for the treatment of cellulite that has any research that it's actually working. So the doctors are saying stay away from supplements that say they're helping cellulite. These things are not going to help you. Another one they say do not do, cryolipolysis. It is a procedure that freezes small areas of unwanted fat, And while it might reduce fat deposits, it does not reduce the appearance of cellulite. So it doesn't even work. What about the cellulite diets? There's plenty of them out there, and they claim to be effective in treating cellulite. Proponents of these diets say that the combination of foods in the diet will reduce inflammation and improve circulation in the affected area, which will diminish the cellulite. But guess what? No studies published in the medical literature have supported any of these claims. So experts conclude that eating a healthy diet can decrease fluid retention and it will improve the overall health and appearance of your skin. But specific diets that say they targeted to help you treat cellulite are basically of no value. So you do not even have to go there. One less thing you have to worry about. One less diet that you have to do, right? Now, the last one they say you do not have to do and should not do, and it's kind of surprising because you see this a lot, wraps. You go to a lot of these spas and they all do wraps and they say it benefits your cellulite. Many salons offer these herbal or other types of body wraps as treatments, okay? Treatments generally for cellulite. That's what they're definitely going to highlight. Um, just like these cellulite diets, controlled studies in the medical literature have not proven the effects of any wraps. And while the wraps are probably decreasing fluid retention and uh, they might approve, improve the overall appearance of the skin, the effects are very, very temporary. And it's not possible to actually detoxify the body by the use of an herbal wrap. That is, like, not true. There's no research on it. And I'm sort of amazed all the time at how people make these claims and that people will just believe them. Now, don't get me wrong. I would like to believe it, too. I would like to believe that when I go to the spa and I get this wrap, my cellulite is going to go away. Or at least it's going to look way better for, you know, a few months. But the truth is they're saying these things. There's no research behind it, and it's not true. So you just really need to be careful. Well, what can we do? (laughs) Can we remove it? Can we prevent it? You know, what are the best things we can do? Well, guess what? Eating a healthy and balanced diet. That's one thing you can do. Keeping muscles toned by doing regular exercise. Those are the kind of things that help keep the body strong, the muscles taut, and smooth. That's a, that's really the best thing you can do. You probably will notice that if you gain weight, your cellulite does not look better, right? It just doesn't. So as you gain weight, the appearance of cellulite actually starts to look worse. So if you have weight to lose and you lose weight, that will in fact help diminish the appearance of your cellulite. It will make it less. It's still going to be there because genetically you have it, but it will be a lot less. You should be very cautious before trying any type of surgical procedure, any type of dietary supplement, any of these elaborate techniques that are unproven. Please be so cautious. Ask yourself, is it really and truly worth it? Because it's probably not. And why why risk an infection or any other problems that might go wrong long-term in your body? For something, you know, that's just, it's just an appearance. It's not, thank God it's not cancer, right? I mean, I would rather have cellulite than cancer. So just don't try anything that is concerning, you know, that the, that the medical doctors are saying, don't do these, definitely stay away from those. And at the end of the day, let's remember, cellulite is not a medical problem. It does not have any adverse health consequences. So let's just be happy. If you have a healthy body, if you have no illness, if you have no disease, if you have no injury and cellulite is the worst thing you've got going on, then guess what? You've probably got a pretty good thing going. So sometimes we need to just step back and remember and appreciate all the healthy, wonderful things that are going on in our body. And that's everything for today. Oh, you know what I always say? I always say the number one thing that makes cellulite look better, and the dermatologists probably don't like to hear this, but honestly, the number one thing, does anybody know? A little suntan. (laughs) There's something about tan booty with cellulite that looks better than white booty with cellulite. So that's my personal recommendation. A little tan makes it look a little better. There you go. But always use sunblock, right? Okay, everyone. I hope you have a fantastic and super healthy week. And just remember, the Earn That Body podcast is here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information that you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to EarnThatBody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.